Welcome back, everybody, to Prescribing Truth. I'm Jamal Banny, the one who seeks to distribute the truth that a doctor prescribes to the church and the world today. Um, I am live on YouTube. I go live every Sunday, um, Lord willing, at 6 p.m. Eastern time. But you can also listen to this podcast on various podcast apps, including iTunes, Stitch Radio, and Google Play. If you'd like to contact me, you could do so by emailing me at prescribed.truth at gmail.com or calling me at 801-980-6333. What I want to get into today is what's been the buzz around um, evangelicalism and everything else, and it's for good reason. It's uh, the Southern Baptist Convention's Resolution 9 on Critical Race Theory. Um, Man, I was, uh, you know, it's funny how things kind of show up to me, how I see things when I'm on the internet and whatnot. Um, the first thing I saw was there was a debate um, between, um, I want to say Dwight McKissick and Tom Askell, uh, whether or not women should preach in a pulpit. And so I realized that was going on in the Southern, at, I mean, at this convention, but then realizing that they had this resolution nine on critical race theory. Now I'm going to come on eventually, probably sometime this week, and I want to do a review of the um, the cross-examination of that debate. I thought it was very interesting. Um, I love how Tom handled himself in that debate. It was beautiful. Um, but I want to do a, like a review of that, just that portion of it. Um, not, not, not to go anything against what Tom said, just to reiterate some things for those who um, may watch this channel, may not be familiar with those gentlemen. So um, that's what I plan to do this week. So stay tuned for that. Um, in the meantime, between time, I want to take this time to go over uh, resolution nine for uh, all my listeners and for those who watch it on YouTube, I'm going to be pulling it up. I also put a link in the description as well if you would like to pull it up yourself and check it out. Um, but that's what we're going to do. We're going to read through it. This is this is still um, really fresh, uh, fresh to me. And so um, as I'm reading this, you will be getting my raw emotion, my raw feeling towards this thing. So none of this is rehearsing how I feel about this. Um, as if you've watched this content on this channel for a lean length of time, you pretty much know where I stand concerning critical race theory and um, those who push it and everything else. I've done videos dealing with Martin Luther King and, and so on and so forth and their stances and all that kind of good stuff. So um, it's pretty clear where I stand on this. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's beneficial for the church and everything else. Um, but I think this resolution nine is, you know, not only does it have some problems, um, I've heard people say, and I was going by what I heard concerning this right now, um, that, it is it, dangerous. It has become very dangerous. And I've seen uh, J.D. Hall on his podcast. He was clearly hot about this. Let's, let's, let's jump into this. Let's just go into this right now. All right. So you should see this. Um, it's a Southern Baptist Convention's website. And you see the title, Resolution 9 on Critical Race Theory and Intersectionality. Um, yeah. Intersectionality, if you're not familiar, um, just on a basic sense, it's basically like if you have any number of um, titles upon yourself that you can say that you're in a certain group that's supposed to supposedly be victims. Um, so like if you're black, that's one thing in itself. But then if you're a woman, that's another thing. Then if you're gay or lesbian or whatever, that's another thing, you know, and all that stuff. So if you are black, a woman and gay, then you like super in that area of intersectionality. If you're black and a woman, then you're double it. If you're black, then that's good. But if you're, you know, a white man, a white woman, then you know, pretty much just got privilege. So that's that's basically where that goes in. At um, that's just a simple note of it. I'm not going deep into that. 
But anyway, um, if you see this now, you're already probably reading ahead and all that kind of good stuff. So for those who are listening on podcast apps and, and the such, I'm going to read it off. And we're just going to go through this together and express my concerns. So um, this is what it says. that Whereas concerns have been raised by some evangelicals over the use of frameworks such as critical race theory and intersectionality. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not just concerns, like grave concerns concerning this, because this has been causing division for years in our churches where there were peace, where it was peace. Now there's division, there's strife, there's bitterness, all these things based off of this theory. And it's interesting that this is a theory, not fact, a theory, you know, and, um, and people are using it, making it as if it is so true. You know, like, you know, it's, it's funny to me how we've, well, how I said we, but how people have bought into this, especially Christians have bought into this. Um, so that was that. So it says, um, concerns have been raised by some evangelicals over the use of frameworks, such as critical race theory and intersectionality. And, and the reason uh, my thing with intersectionality is because the, the way people make it seem as if you don't have a voice unless you fall into these categories, like you don't have anything to say, nothing credible to say, unless you accept these categories as being minimal, meaningful categories, or you are part of these categories, you know, and this is all worldly guys. D God doesn't do that with us. He doesn't you know, determine who has more of a voice based on their gender, their race or eth or ethnicity and all this stuff like that. Is whatever is just and whatever is true. And it says, and whereas critical race theory is a set of analytical tools, check that out. Critical race theory is a set of analytical tools that explain how race has and continues to function in society. And intersectionality is the study of how different personal characteristics overlap and inform one's experience. You know, critical race theory, to be called an analytical tool is like dumbfounding to me. It is, it's, as if it's like a measurement of something, as it's like, it's used to measure things. It's like, no, this right here has a whole worldview behind it, a whole entire philosophy behind it. The people who came up with critical race theory weren't Christians. Didn't have a worldview that loved the Lord, that, that sought the Bible as being the final authority and, and how they walked and carried themselves, or even the truth concerning ethnicities and how they should function and all those things. None of it. So it's not a set of analytical tools that I hate to say that someone is being deceitful by putting it that way, but I would want to hope all things in my brothers in the Lord who come up with this, that they're not trying to seek to be deceitful or anything like that or deceptive. But I think that's just them playing it soft. Like, no, it's, it's not an, a group, a set of analytical tools that explain how race has and continues to function in society. Because that's, you have to buy the assumption of people's hearts. Because that's the thing. Critical race theory assumes that, that people are, that the system is racist and it's against you and so on and so forth. This, that, that's, that's, that carries on a bunch of assumptions that has to be taken into account. And you have to buy into those assumptions as fact in order to even say that, how race has and continues to function in society. I think a better answer is to say how sin has and continues to function in our lives. 
because this is how all this come about. People sin. And these people who came up with this theory don't look to the scriptures, don't look to the Lord. So what are they else they're going to look to? They can find something else to try to satisfy that void, but it doesn't work. And then they say intersectionality is a study of how different personal characteristics overlap and inform one's experience. So it's like the more intersections you have, the more, the more experience you got to talk on. That's why I say like, if you, if you're basically a white man, you are the, you at the lowest of the totem pole. Cause you ain't got nothing to say, nothing credible to say because you don't have all these intersections. But where does that come from? Where does that come from? What worldview is that birth in? It's not one that looks to the scriptures because that's justice. It's not based, you know, whether you're done unjustly or not, it's not based on skin color, gender, or sexuality, all those things, not based on any of that. Justice is based on God's standard of justice, period. What is good and what is evil, what is right and what is wrong. And he determined all that way before any of this, any of us came about. But this is where we come to a point where we see uh, disengagement from the scriptures when you buy into critical race theory and the such. And it says, whereas critical race theory and intersectionality have been appropriated by individuals with worldviews that are contrary to the Christian faith, resulting in ideologies and methods that contradict scripture. Now, when I read this, it seems to me, like once again, y'all hear me as I'm first reading this myself, that this is not, this is saying that critical race theory in itself can be okay, but the people who have, you know, brought it in or appropriated it, as it says, are people who have different worldviews. So it ain't, it ain't the theory itself that's bad. That's what I'm reading. That's how I'm reading it. I could be wrong in how I'm reading it, guys. You can help me out. But what I'm seeing is that they're saying that, hey, this could be okay. Because once again, they called it a set of analytical tools. It's a set of analytical tools, but people who have different worldviews from Christianity have appropriated it and they're using it. Their methods contradict scripture. But no, the theory itself contradicts scripture. The theory itself contradicts scripture. Is it whereas evangelical scholars who affirm the authority and sufficiency of scripture have employed selective insights from critical race theory. Really? What, what insights come with that? That you can't already get from just the scripture. What, what, what new enlightenment comes from that theory and intersectionality to understand multifaceted social dynamics? You couldn't understand multifaceted social dynamics, understanding how God created us, learning how to be, um, how to love people for them being an image bearer of God. You got to understand, well, how many intersections they are part of to be able to really deal with the social dynamic there. Some of that is sin, you know, given that in the world and our secular culture, LGBTQ is part of this as well. Not just, you know, people who are heterosexual, all of this is, they're included. They are, they are a part of the intersection as well. So what do you do with that? And it says the Baptist faith, whereas the Baptist faith and message states, all scripture is totally true and trustworthy. It reveals the principles by which God judges us and therefore is and will remain to the end of the world, the true center of Christian union and the supreme standard by which all human conduct, creeds and religious opinions should be tried. And whereas general revelation accounts for truthful insights found in human ideas that do not explicitly emerge from scripture and reflects what some may term common grace. But my thing is, 
something may not explicitly emerge from scripture, but it will be backed by it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, there are ideas that there are things we could say, right, that scripture may not explicitly say, but the scripture is sufficient to deal with any idea that a human may bring up. This is why scriptures tell us also that our thoughts have to be held captive to the word of God. You know, saying like there may be things that may not explicitly be brought out in, in this text of scripture, but I guarantee the scripture is sufficient to deal with that idea, whether or not if it's beneficial or if it's not. It says critical race theory, whereas critical race theory and intersectionality alone are insufficient to diagnose and redress the root causes of the social ills that they identify, which result from sin. Yet these analytical tools can aid in evaluating a variety of human experiences. Like, no, no, no. Critical race theory, it says that those things alone are insufficient. No, those things are the reason why we have social ills. They're the reason why we have divisions. They're the reason, They're the, they are the cause. They are, they are helping in tearing our churches apart. They are helping in shutting down the, the, equal, equal, uh, the equal voices that we all can have concerning what is right and what is bad in the eyesight of the Lord. They, these things are what's doing it. This idea is what has people saying they can't worship with their fellow white brothers and sisters in, in churches. This idea is what's having people say that we shouldn't listen to anyone who doesn't agree with us in this area. This is the case. This is what's doing it. So no, it's not, it's not sufficient because that it's not because it's not sufficient al uh, alone, but it's not sufficient at all to redress the root causes of the social ills that they identify. You have to once again buy into the assumptions of what these social ills that these things do identify. You have to buy into the assumption, which result from sin. Yet these analytical tools, quote unquote, can aid in evaluating a variety of human experiences. No, they they aid in evaluating variety of lies given by humans in their minds. That's what it does. That's what it does. Whereas scripture contains categories and principles by which to deal with racism, poverty, sexism, injustice, and abuse that are not rooted in secular ideologies. So check this out. And whereas scripture contains categories and principles by which to deal with racism, right? And the scripture would call that what? The scripture would call that how we, uh, we show what is that partiality that's what scripture calls it showing partiality to someone in this in this instance to be showing partiality towards someone based on ethnicity so how to deal with racism poverty sexism injustice and abuse that are not rooted in secular ideologies and whereas humanity is prim primarily identified in scripture as image bearers of god um, even as biblical authors address various audiences according to characteristics such as male and female jew and gentiles slave and free and whereas the new covenant further um, unites image bearers by creating a new humanity that will one day inhabit the new creation and that the people of this new humanity, though descended from every nation, tribe, tongue, and people are all one through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And whereas Christian citizenship is not based on our differences, but instead on our common salvation in Christ, the source of our truest and ultimate identity, and whereas the Southern Baptist Convention is committed to racial reconciliation built upon biblical presuppositions and is committed to seeking biblical justice through biblical means, now therefore be it. 
<laughs> and they finna go into the resolve. And so we'll get into that. I'm gonna take a break and we'll get into that. Um, but see, my thing is if the scriptures contain the categories and principles to deal with all of these things, then what do we need with critical race theory? What point is it for intersectionality? What good is any of it? What good is the division that is based that is coming upon our church because of these theories? Because of these theories, these man-made ideologies that aren't rooted in scripture, that are not rooted in scripture. You know, so it's like this end, this end few uh, text here, these few lines here, it's like, why deep, why why even see the critical race theory as analytical tools? That it's saying that you get insight from them. From what? It brings division. It's, it's not good. It's wicked. You know what I'm saying? So I don't get that. If you are looking for gospel tracks to go and share with your loved ones and people that you know at your job or whatnot, try out these gospel tracks from fivesoulessministries.com. That's www.fivesoulessministries.com. They're awesome gospel tracks. Um, we got Faith Alone. I got Christ Alone and Grace Alone. I mean, and they spell out the gospel perfectly on the back. Perfectly. Uh, it's very clear and to the point. Um, they're nice signs that people can carry and, you know, just read it really clear. So I would grab you some. They're not expensive at all, and they get to you fast. I mean, when I ordered these guys, um, they were here in a couple of days. I was, I was really amazed how fast these got to me. Uh, so uh, please, if you're looking for some gospel tracks, please check out 5solosministries.com. All right. So I'm going to read the last line of the whereas, and then we'll go into the resolve portion. All right. So it says, whereas the Southern Baptist Convention is committed to racial reconciliation built upon biblical presuppositions and is committed to seeking biblical justice through biblical means. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the messengers to the Southern Baptist Convention meeting in Birmingham, Alabama, such such affirm scripture as the first, last and sufficient authority with regard to how the church seeks to redress social ills. And we reject any conduct, creeds and religious opinions which contradicts scripture and be it further resolved that critical race theory and intersectionality should only be employed as analytical tools subordinate to scripture, not as transcendent ideological frameworks. And I think, whoa, wait a minute. You, you just said, you, you just said in your resolve that scripture is sufficient. It's, it's the first, the last and sufficient authority with regard to how the church seeks to redress social ills. And we reject any conduct, creeds and religious opinions that contradict scripture, but yet critical race theory and intersectionality should only be employed as analytical tools. Like, no, they contradict scripture. They contradict scripture. So they should be rejected, not, not employed, not used. Not as a measure, rejected, thrown out. And it says, be it further resolved that the gospel of Jesus Christ alone grants the power to change people and society because he who stated, I'm sorry, he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And be it further that uh, resolved that the Southern Baptists will carefully analyze how the information gleaned from these tools are employed to address social dynamics. Whoa, was, I'm, I already said it already. I'm guess I'm going to beat the dead horse right now. No, no, throw it out, get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? No, don't, don't employ it. Don't glean from it. Don't glean from it. Cause 
what is what you're gleaming from and there's nothing that is good beneficial helpful to the body look what it's done to the body so far look what it's done to the body so far it has divided us divided us to the to the points where people are not even talking to one another don't even want to talk to each other look what it's doing to the body no you can't glean from this get rid of it it is contra it is contradicted to scripture it should be rejected according to your first resolve into the into your first resolve line it should be rejected it says resolved um and be it further resolved that southern baptist churches and institutions repudiate the misuse of insights gained from critical race theory I mean, you gotta assume that are insights that you that there are in it <laughs> we repudiate the misuse of insights gained from critical race theory intersectionality and any unbiblical ideologies that can emerge from their use when absolute uh, absolutized as a worldview and, and once again it, and this goes this whole assumption of this is as if critical race theory in itself and inter intersectionality the idea of intersectionality and so on and so forth in and of itself is somewhat good like it's good you know and we should and there but there's good to get from it it's just that people misuse it people use it the wrong way or there are people who have contrary worldviews to christians and therefore when they use it it's bad like no it started it, the idea didn't come from those who had christian worldviews idea came from those who had unbiblical ungodly worldviews and therefore their way of seeing the world and how things are going on in the world formed their theory you know and so no it, what you're going to glean from that other than the fact that there's sin in the world and you, you don't have to glean that from critical race theory you can get that from the bible you don't have to glean that that people are and people are evil and and do wicked things and have wicked hearts and have wicked intentions you can get that from the scriptures so yeah and and it says be it further resolved that we deny any philosophy or theology that fundamentally defines or defines individuals using categories identified as sinful in scripture rather than the transcendent reality shared by every image bearer and divinely affirmed distinctions uh, so i guess that's them throwing out the um, idea that intersectionality will include lgbtq so they're they're covering their tracks with that you know but i would ask and on what basis it why because see you're, you're saying that these categories would be sinful in scripture you know so therefore unbiblical and contrary to scripture but yet you're buying into the idea that critical race theory in of itself is not contrary to scripture and the intersectionality in itself and the idea behind it is not contrary to scripture so why hold to those things that are contrary to scripture yet let go of lgbtq what what what, what basis i would find it being a contradiction and not being consistent you know i'm thankful that you're not doing it but my thing is the whole thing should be thrown out you know not just one section so you're going to buy into intersectionality but throw out one section you know like no it, it should be thrown out completely and it says be it further resolved that while we denounce the misuse of critical race theory and intersectionality we do not deny that ethnic gender and cultural distinctions exist and are a gift from god that will give him absolute glory when all humanity gathers around his throne and worship because of the redemption accomplished by our resurrected lord cool cool but we don't need we don't need critical race theory to know that i mean do we did we really need that though we denounce the misuse of critical race theory intersectionality we do not deny ethnic gender and cultural distinctions i mean did not god credit us with such i mean he created us with such right 
I mean, this is all done before the foundation of the world. The scripture tells us that he declared the end from the beginning. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that, he, that, that, that was, that's pretty much a given. Pretty much a given. We don't need critical race theory for that. We don't need intersectionality for that. And we know it's all going to bring him glory. Anyway, and be it finally resolved that Southern Baptist churches seek to exhibit this eschatology. Um, this big word for me, guys. Eschatology. <laughs> eschatological promise in our churches in the present by focusing on unity in Christ amid image bearers and rightly celebrate our differences as determined by God in the new creation. <laughs> oh, I don't say that word a lot. Little eschatology. <laughs> Eschat eschatological. <laughs> Man, you try to say that five times fast, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> Promising our churches in, his, in the present by focusing on unity in Christ amid image bearers and rightly celebrate our differences as determined by God in the new creation. <laughs> Y'all, we could do that without critical race theory, man. This is crazy. It's, uh, I, so, yes, it, it, this is definitely, as I see it, a light, a light attack, but a light attack with heavy, heavy um, um, consequences. It's unfortunate um, what's going on in the SBC right now. Um, and it's, it dealing with the intersectionality is also why we're having this discussion as well, dealing with women pastors. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm not saying amazing in a good way. It's just amazing. It's mind blowing. But um, but yeah. So that's that's it. That's that's it. We went over it together. Um, you guys, like I said, I pulled. I got the link in the description. You're welcome to look at it as well and check it out. And I know people saying like this resolution is wasn't. It's not something that's like set in stone. This is something that everybody has to buy into and all that kind of stuff. But it's just showing what is creeping in. It's, it's showing what's creeping in and what people are buying into. And um, it, it's it's sad. It's it's really sad where it's, where this is going. So yeah, so that's it, guys. Thank you for checking this out. Um, if you'd like to uh, reach out to me concerning this at all, if you disagree or anything like that, please contact me. Remember, you can email me at prescribe.truth at gmail.com or you can call me at 801-980-6333. If you'd like to support this ministry financially, please do so by joining me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash prescribe truth. For only just a dollar, you can help this show out a whole lot. And thank you guys for those who are uh, currently patrons. Now I wanna give a shout out to our brand new patron, Ms. Maria Ornelas. I hope I pronounced your name right. Uh, for joining me on Patreon, thank you so much. Our brand newest, our newest patron. I'm thankful to her. Um, we reached our first goal. Uh, and uh, now I'm being to start getting into this, trying to get the studio room, the studio room built up and everything and functioning right. Um, next goal is trying to get some uh, some transcriptions of these podcasts. So that's what we're working on um, in this ministry. So I really thank you. For those who give and really help this ministry out, really do appreciate you. Words can't express. But um, that's it, guys. So next time I see you live on YouTube, uh, remember, happy Father's Day to you, all the fathers out there. Hope you're enjoying it with your families and whatnot. Remember, it's by God's grace that we're able to serve our families as fathers. And let us not take that lightly. All right. So remember, people, in a world full of errors, the only thing that the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings. Oh,
Prescribed truth, we giving you what the doctor ordered. Jamal Bandy, apologist, the Lord's servant. We undeserve it, but Christ changed our mind frame. In a world full of errors, the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth.